If you've been a listener of the Ski Rex Media Podcast for a while, you know that I do sequel episodes from time to time. This is one of those times with a four-time Olympian, another friend from the UK, here today on the Ski Rex Media Podcast. How we do it, everybody? It's Tim from Ski Rex Media once again, and it's always me. I don't have a co-host. I don't have any employees. It's just little old me, but of course, I do have a guest later on in the episode. The third Olympian, I believe, to be on the Ski Rex Media podcast. I think it's the third. You could go back and double check me on that one if you want. Go back through past episodes. I'm pretty sure it was just Benjamin Alexander, Brenna Huckabee, and now Shemi Alcott from the UK. So... We're on to our third Olympian. That's right. Ski Rex Media is growing by leaps and bounds and all that other good stuff. The Ski Rex Media podcast is brought to you in part by Whaleback Mountain, a place I'll be heading out to in about an hour um, from when I'm recording this session here to get this episode all completed for you to listen to. Whaleback Mountain is 15 minutes from the Ski Rex Media headquarters. It is right off of Exit 16, right off of I-89 in Enfield, New Hampshire, and it is a wonderful place to ski. I'll be skiing there this afternoon, and I think you should ski there on any afternoon that you so choose. If you want something from a ski area in a small package, you can get it there. If you want your groomed runs, groomed runs. They got them. You want tree runs? They got tree runs. You want natural runs? They got natural runs. They have the learning area. They have a rental shop. Their rental shop is tuning my skis. They're doing my edge and wax right now. That's right, man. Anything you need, they have it in a small package. Very easy to navigate. Again, very easy to get to right off the interstate. The interstate is practically in their backyard. Well, more appropriately, it's in their front yard. The interstate runs right along the edge kind of, of the parking lot. Head over there to see what I mean. If you don't understand what I'm saying there, go on over there, see what I mean. Their ticket prices are more than competitive. One of the best prices you can get in New England, straight up. If you have an Indy Pass, you have two days waiting for you at Whaleback Mountain. Come use your Indy Pass. Do you have an Uphill New England Pass? That works at Whaleback too. Scan the barcode on the lift shed and then head on up. Or there's a barcode at the top as well. You know how your New England Uphill New, uphill New England Pass works. You know how it works. Come check out Whaleback Mountain. It's one of my favorite places. It's one of my home. No, it is my home mountain. It's one of my favorite places. And I do lifts. I'm a lift operator Tuesday and Wednesday nights. So you can say hi. Sometimes I'm in this high viz. Sometimes I'm not. But you'll always know it's me because I'm the most talkative and can't shut up. As you know, Whaleback Mountain. Ski it to believe it. Also, are you looking for something new for your opera adventures? A little something different to drink, maybe? Are you? I can help you out with that. See, a couple episodes ago, we had Ryan Thompson, the founder of 10th Mountain Whiskey and Spirit Company in Vail, Colorado, on the podcast. He was the guest along with their New England sales representative, Jay Baldessari, and they talked all about 10th Mountain Whiskey and Spirit Company from Vail, Colorado, which is interesting enough. They told you all about their ammunition for your opera adventures, but... We learned all about, or not all about, but we learned some about the 10th Mountain Division of the U.S. Army. Isn't that something? Yes, very veteran-friendly, very much working with the 10th Mountain Division as well. They're not just some posers who picked the name because they thought it would sell them something. They're spitting distance from where the 10th Mountain was formed. They work with the 10th Mountain Division and the veterans. They have veterans on their on, on as employees. They work with tons of veteran groups. Very philanthropic. Isn't that amazing how I biffed on some of that read and I spit out the word philanthropic. Isn't that something? 10th Mountain Whiskey and Spirits Company, man. They have bourbons, whiskey, vodka, all kinds of different stuff for you to try and they can ship it to you. You don't have to have it in your local bar or liquor store or restaurant. They can ship it to you. You can talk to your local bar, restaurant, or liquor store to start getting it and we can get that done, but they can get it to you as well. When you go to their website and order something from 10th Mountain Whiskey and Spirits, Spirit Company, you can use the code SKI SKI. That'll get you 10% off your order. So, Ski Rex Media listeners, go ahead and take advantage of that now while the getting's good, man, and get yourself a little something new for your operating adventures. 10th Mountain Whiskey and Spirits Company from Vail, Colorado.
And lastly, you have seen me wear and see heard me talk about my Embrace, I-M-B-R-A-C-E, my Embrace Snow Sports leggings, a set of compression leggings that's basically like wearing, you know what it's like wearing? It's like wearing knee pads, hip, hip pads, a back support. It, it's all these things, all these things that can, if, when you have a little bit of compression, can make your day go longer. It can make your body feel better. It can make your pain more manageable. It is a wonderful piece of kit. It is great. And that's actually what today's episode is about. We talked to one of the people that helped design and develop the Embrace Snow Sport Legging, who just happens to be a professional alpine racer, an Olympic class, Olympian four-time alpine racer. She knows her stuff, and let me tell you something. I love wearing my Embrace Snow Sports Leggings when I ski. My knees feel better. My hips feel better. My back feels much better. It is wonderful. They, they, You know what? Take my word for it, but also try them out. And I'll give you a code for that in a minute. But when you try them out, you're going to find that you'll ski them all day. I'm like, yeah, I feel good. But you'll notice the real difference when you take them off and you're going to want to put them back on. And I do that. I don't put those back on necessarily, but I do put on my Dynamic Plus, another product from Embrace, my Dynamic Plus leggings, just to keep, you know, keep everything supported, keep everything feeling good, man. They're a wonderful product. I think you should try it and I can get you 10% off at Embrace as well. That's right. If you use the code SKIREX10, S-K-I-R-E-X-1-0, you get 10% off from Embrace as well. Go ahead, Embrace.com, I-M-B-R-A-C-E.com. Pick out your pair. Use my code SKIREX10. Get yourself 10% off and try them out for yourself. I think you'll love them. I love them. Other people love them that I've talked to. Try them out. Embrace at Embrace.com. Now, as I said, we have another Olympian coming on the old program here this afternoon, this morning, this evening, tonight. That's the beauty of a recorded program, my friends. You can listen to it whenever you want. Morning, noon, and night. In the car. Not in the car. In the house. In the bathroom. In the shower. In, you know, in the garden. Wherever you want to set up, you can listen. And we do have our third Olympian this time. And we're going to talk not just about... Uh, her career. We do talk about her career a little bit. I'm not going to lie about you. I'm talking about Shemi Alcott, British Alpine Olympian skier. She did it. She was there many years ago, uh, retired now from the sport. Um, again, we're, we're throwing it back a little bit, but she's still very much into it and very much helped develop the Embrace Snow Sports leggings, which I talk about, I wear. We talked to Jeff Hansen a couple episodes ago about what it took to make the Embrace Snow Sport legging. And as he and I said, you know, there's only so much we could talk about. He was there when he... You know, when he came up with the ideas, he started to develop and he started to get, you know, the design ideas and everything together. You know, you can go back and listen to that episode, hear that story, and then you can, you know, you'll, you'll be caught up. Yeah, go back a couple episodes either before this one or after this one in whatever order you want to listen to them. Get Jeff Hamp- Hansen's episode and you will be able to, you know, you, you'll know what I'm talking about. In any case, gosh, you know, it's funny when I recorded the episode. I was talking to Shemi ahead of time, as I always do. You always end up talking a little bit before you hit record. That's just the way it goes. So then I hit record, and you're going to hear it in the intro. I was just biffing left and right. Uh, it's, it's actually pretty funny. Just like I was doing there, uh, just now, in this little intro. Uh, <laughs> it was it was funny, so I left it in. So you will get that. That's a lot of fun. But the point is, we're still talking to Embrace Snow Sports Leggings. We're talking more about the development from the person who had a ton of input on the development and who can speak, obviously, from a woman's perspective. She is a woman, something Jeff and I can't do because we're dudes, we're guys, we're bros, you know, we're all that fun stuff. Shemi can tell us all about that, and she is going to. Just before we get into the episode, though, please subscribe to the Ski Rex Media Podcast on your favorite podcast app or Podbean. That's the one I use as my host. You can subscribe there through the Podbean app or whichever app you choose to use. There are so many that you can get the Ski Rex Media Podcast on. Follow the Ski Rex Media Podcast on social media, X, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, the usual places, the big four, I guess you could say. Plus, you never know. 
where else it might pop up. SkiRexMedia.com gets you all that stuff. It shows you right where to go. So go to SkiRexMedia.com. You can find all the information you need, including contact information. Send me an email. You can send me a voicemail. You can contact me through the DMs on the social media apps. You can absolutely interact as a fan of Skirex Media and the Skirex Media podcast. And you can go to the merch shop. The beanies have been selling. Not huge, but they're out there. Check them out. Our buddy Dr. Shoots, the author of Oh, the Mountain Jewel Ski and illustrator, he has one. Our buddy Tech Rob, charter fan of Skirex Media, top fan of Skirex Media, number one hype man of Skirex Media, he has one. There's going to be more out there. Get them while the getting's good. And you never know. If you're listening to this before President's Week, I might have put out a code. I'm not sure. We'll see. Go check that out because this is coming out before President's Week. But if you happen to be listening to it late during President's Week, check to see if there's a code. Maybe I can give you a little bit off. You can get a beanie and maybe something else. Who knows? Skirex Media. SkiRexMedia.com. SkiRex Media Podcast. Please follow everywhere that you would like and everywhere that you can, including Patreon, which will not only get you the podcast early, you'll get it on Sunday, but you'll get it ad-free. So you'll get much, you know, into the main topic much quicker, right? Right. Okay. Shameless plugs are done. Ad reads are done. Let us get into the interview again with Shemi Alcott, four-time Olympian for the British ski team. She is an English woman herself, so we now have another friend from the UK. The UK audience is growing, too. I do have, obviously, fans in the US. I'm an American. That's where most of my fans are going to be. The show's from the United States. That's where most of them are going to be. We have second, Canada. We have a decent Canadian following right there, not too far from here, and now the UK is getting a pretty good following too. We have plenty of friends from the UK and here's a new friend from the UK, Miss Shemi Alcott. So please enjoy the episode and then I'll come back to you after it's over, after the interview's over and we'll say good evening, good day, good night, whatever it may be. Enjoy the uh, interview, my friends. Thanks. Skirex Media is not, I mean, we've had Olympians on before, sure. Brenna Huckabee. We've had Benjamin Alexander, first Alpiner from Jamaica. Pretty cool. Also from the UK originally, though. Um, we have a lot of friends from the UK. And today we make a new friend, Olympi- Olymp- Olymp- uh, Olympic athlete. Pa- pa- All right. She's a professional or was a professional skier. <laughs> Shemi Alcott, how are you? <laughs> how are you? Now? I'm good, thanks. I'm really good. How are you? Uh, I, I was great until something. I need something. Holy smokes. I was just saying before we record, I'm doing great. I'm moving quick. I'm, you know, doing things. Everything's going great. And we tongue tie. So Shemi is here today. Again, I was just saying to her, we might descend into talking skiing and ski racing. Alpiner, as we know, um, been in four Olympics, I believe. Yes, I'm looking at it for Olympics. So and then probably all kinds of my other first one was in Salt Lake. See, my first, first time, time was back in 2002. That's how old I am. Yeah, well, you're younger than me, so that's good. We're good. Um, so, again, we could talk about all the skiing and the ski racing and all that fun and all that stuff, but we're actually here to do a sequel. The other day, we talked to Jeff Hansen, founder of Embrace. Cool, awesome leggings for year-round. The snow sports ones are what got he and I connected. I love them. I ride them every single time I am out. It makes for such a better experience. But there was a part of wit- a part of that interview we really couldn't go into because we're guys, we're dudes, we're men. We don't know <laughs> what it's like to be a woman. We just don't. So we've not only got a woman who's used them, who is kind of the face of them, but you helped design them. So Shemi, how yeah. did this start? We heard Jeff tell the story. Let's see what it is from your side. So I was a big fan of the Embrace uh, compression leggings um, for general life anyway. I've um, torn my left ACL and I've got a metal nail down the bone marrow of my right leg. So I've got quite a lot of lower limb injuries. Um, And I love the compression element of doing sport with that kind of tightness for confidence. And I wrote to him and I said, look, I love your stuff. I think that 
would you be interested in collaborating? Because I think we could make these incredible for snow sports. I've got a lot of ideas um, that we could help performance, help pain management, help recovery um, with using what you've got, but adapting it to be more snow sport specific. Did I get that right? Is that what is that what he said? <laughs> that is what, what Jeff said. I was yeah. see, I kind of hounded one... him. I was like, "Hey, <laughs> I, I've done this a few times, and I'm like, I know this is a bit weird, but I'm a big fan, and I want to contribute. I think we can make something amazing." Yeah, uh, it's absolutely what he said. I was gonna about to call him out and say you were name dropping, but he wasn't name dropping. It's a legit no. story, and again, all in good fun. I know I don't I don't I don't honestly think Jeff was a liar. Like I, I that this is just a joke, but beyond the joke, um, that's brilliant to get not only someone who's in the industry doing this for you, it was every day, all the time. And then you're a fan of the product anyway. I also am. I have the Dynamic Plus as well. It's very awesome. I'll even wear them at work. I'll wear them sitting around the house. I don't care. I love it. Compression all across. Um, I don't have the uh, repair work that a professional skier would have, but my knees are shot just like a professional skier. Similar, similar anyway. So you, you come in, you say, Jeff, I have some ideas. Now, what you just alluded to is that you've done this before. So what what's that about? Oh, no, I've only done it with, I, I was a big fan of Skoda. So I hounded gotcha. Skoda to try and become an ambassador. Uh, and they ignored me for years um, <laughs> because I was just, I was doing it through the wrong, you know, routes and I was doing it on social media. And then finally, I was on a boat, actually, an event with a lot of lawyers. And one of them represented the VW group. I'm like, hey, who do I speak to at Skoda? I've been messaging them. And I showed him all these huge amount of direct messages. And he was like, oh, my God, you really love Skoda the brand I'm like yeah I love what they're doing with women's empowerment and I think that anyway and that started something as well so um, I think with Jeff I mean obviously there was a much more natural uh, understanding and mutual passion for snow sports and it kind of went back to three years ago there was a brand called Autobox I don't know if you've heard of them but they make shells um, out okay. of ski wear and they made this kind of really weird pair of trousers that I got sent to test that had velcro big velcro straps around the middle and i was like oh this is kind of weird but then i realized that i i have um my hips are externally rotated so i've got a lordotic spine so i tend to stick my bum out a bit um which okay. means my core's weak even though it looks like it's strong i never put it in the right position to make it strong you know that kind of belly button to back and i gotcha. realized that by tightening these straps the beginning of the day i was getting much more core engagement when i skied and i was like okay this is great but then i had to send the trousers back and I realized uh -huh. that my core engagement had gone, that cheat. I wanted that cheat. And I was like, okay, well, why can't we put this into a thermal product, like a straight next to the skin product? And then obviously I've got lower knee pain, but also a lot of people, the big panic they have when they ski is, is that, that control around their knee. Everyone worries about their knees. We hear horror stories, understandably. Um, so actually having support around the knees is, is amazing, even if you don't have any pain. Um, totally. And then my kind of, my big pet peeve is uh, people are putting their thermals into their ski boots because it's all about that connection, that shin to the front of your ski boot. You know, we're talking about flexing. I always use the analogy, like put some oranges in your ankle joints and crush those oranges, make orange juice. And people are doing it, but they've got this massive ridge line in there. And I'm like, okay, well, yeah. your thermals should not go into your ski boots. So there were a few things that straight away, I was like, we could create something amazing. And then you talked about the women's perspective. Um, I get really cold at certain times of the month around my core, um, sure. which isn't just a me thing, it's a women thing. And mm -hmm. um, so I was forever trying to get those heat pads and stick them somewhere and lose them down my thermal legs. And so I said to Jeff, listen, this also I think would be a great idea. And actually Jeff really fought for this because the guys we have making the product, like this is gonna make costs go up. Putting these heat pad pouches in is, this is gonna be a lot of money. And I was like, Sure. I really think it's good. I think it's really important for people and for men to have warm backs. You know, we, we talked about, I'm sure you talked about the hernias in men, um, mm -hmm. but just having that confidence around your core that it's not blocked and frozen, that it's switched on and it's warm. Um, and so Jeff was completely amazing, actually, because I felt like I was throwing curveballs at him and he was just catching them and juggling them. And then he's like, boom, how about this? And I love it, that. yeah. <laughs> well, it was interesting when he's when he said when he started talking to you, he and one of the reasons he went so hard to get that female perspective was, you know, he didn't know. 
He just doesn't know. Yeah. You know, I don't yeah. know. I don't know nothing. I, I know who T- I know who Tim is. That's it. I don't know nothing else. But he, he it made sense not only to get the perspective, but it makes sense all around. Um, as you've talked about the different features in the embrace leggings that are kind of woman centric. Um, you know, we we talked about how if you go into just general retail women's apparel and I've talked about this dozens of times on this program how women's clothes are not it's it's a mess out there that industry is a mess they're not I, technical I in they are not technical yeah. it's fashion first and I'm like hey yes. what about women who care about performance I mean we are in a culture now where health is everything health yeah. is our wealth and we know that but still we're kind of pushed towards fabrics and fashion things that have no technical implications that don't help us with performance at all Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, I was like, well, I think we can do this all. Like, if we make it look cool and it actually does what it says it does, then we could yeah. create something that people will love. And and, the, and you absolutely have. Um, and that's what I was getting at. The, 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 it's, like I said, being in a, re, a retail background myself, I've seen it firsthand. I'm like, what is this? I go into, like, men's anything. It's it's a it's a measurement. It's a measurement. And then it's whatever. You know, you whatever technical jargon one might use. There's so much, and it all means the same stuff. It's ridiculous. Retail is a great industry, but it is bizarre. I will say that. Anyway, but you go to women's, and then it's like it's a number, and it's another number, and it's another number, and it's another number. Then if you leave your country, it's ten more numbers, and it's all this other stuff. Um, you know, and again, shout out to Maria Baker, who's also trying to solve a similar issue down there in Australia with Nobody's Princess. Not technical, so well, not something you could get technical like this but it's definitely outdoor stuff anyway the point is you did something awesome you got in there you got jeff's attention i love that persistence i also have to do that i never know which channel is the right channel to go this i just lucked out because jeff knows you so i got that um so you go now if you go to the embrace website anybody that's embrace.com very easy i m b r a c e.com you see a little video and shemmy's there just tearing it up in this so she's not only the face of this were you also like lead test uh person test yep. mommy if yep. you will me and, me okay. and my husband so okay. my husband he's had hernia operations he's got bad knees um from from actually just wear and tear from being a ski racer and so we were both, yeah, we were both really keen to to create something. I mean, I think if you create a product selfishly that is mm-hmm. performance driven, then it's going to be successful um, sure. because I know that I needed it. And like you said, I ski and I'm very fortunate to ski a lot more days than most people. So my body does break down and I've got a lot of history of, of pain and I don't want to pill pop anymore. I mean, that's the thing. I spent a lot of my race career masking pain and yep going through it, just trying to, you know, needs must. I've got to take this pill so that I can ski today. And then I've got this, this pill to help me recover. And at the end of the day, I just don't, I don't want to do that anymore. I want to find other more holistic well, ways to, to be pain-free. And actually that's why this product was something that I'm really passionate about and to get out there to other people. Because Absolutely. I lived in pain for so many years, for, you know, for 10 years every morning i never i i hated when people asked me and my team how i felt before 10 30 in the morning because my mm-hmm. painkillers and hadn't kicked in and i was like well i feel terrible but i know that i've got to go 70 miles an hour today so don't ask me yet ask me from 10 30 whereas now i feel like I've, I've just learned how to not just manage it but push push my body to a place where i'm healthy and, and happy with pain absolutely and i, I love the honesty of the professional athlete um which is a thing now people don't try to hide it as much but you got there's a lot of pain masking and even if you do the work like you know if you're training and everything it still hurts another olympian did anybody see lindsey vaughn's picture of her last knee surgery what it looked like in there was disgusting i'm sure it was the same as you i mean yeah we definitely put it all on the line for, for the sport that we love I mean, Lindsay more than most and, you know, her, her ability to charge coming back from every one of those injuries and put herself in that danger zone again was absolutely second to none and remarkable. Um, but it's, you know, it's it's that mentality that you have where you, you will sacrifice your physical being for, for your professional games. But there does come a, to a point in life, and that's Lindsay's at that now, where, where you don't want to have that anymore. And I realised that, you know, that's something we we have this kind of it's not an addiction it's not like um 
Yeah, I mean, maybe it is, but actually pain doesn't have to be part of it. Pain isn't mm. pleasure. <laughs> no, no, God, no. God, I, I don't know. Like, I get it. I get working through it. But there comes a time where, you know, even if say, someone says, what are you, a wuss? I say, yes. Yes, I am now. I am a wimp and I'm not doing it anymore, which is all in good fun. It's joking, of course. There does come a time, though, literally, when you have to take a look and stop. And I'm not even a professional. I'm just some dumb ski And Exactly. And if we idiot. can provide products that help people keep going and doing healthy, beneficial things, both mentally and physically, then that's fantastic. You know, we've it had is. people say they haven't been able to ski more than a day and they put the embrace leggings on and they're doing a whole week back to back. And, you know, we know financially it's getting more challenging to, to have time in the mountains. So actually getting more bang for your buck is so important and investing a little bit in products that help you prolong that endurance that you have and that power is is amazing. It is amazing. Um, back to testing. Uh, how many... So you and your husband, family thing, that's got to be cool. You know, that's got to be a lot of fun. Not together. Uh, we're never in the same place together. Oh, well, all right. Yeah. Maybe that's the secret to a happy <laughs> marriage then. I don't know. Um, but how many, <laughs> I got to know, how many pairs did you actually have to test? Like, did this become a weekly Ooh. thing where Jeff is like, here's the newest version. And then here's version 2.0, 3.0, 4.0, stay on the mountain. I know you have a life, but still keep testing. I think I think we only had three, three really? phases actually. Okay, um, actually, because I think we were that. we were really strict on the first design. Like we were like, we're not mm -hmm. making this until we've gone round in circles and looked at every single detail on this. And the core straps was massive, and that was really important. And I did a lot of demoing to Jeff about how skiing with a long, tall back because your hips are in the wrong position means you can't have shin pressure. So actually. By turning on your transverse abs, you can push your knees forward an extra inch, which means you've got more control or speed over your skis. And so there was a lot, lot of chat that went into before the first design. And then, yeah, I think I think there were only three different. And I, hmm. I, I started skiing on dry slope. I was using them on dry slope and then in okay. Hemel in the snow dome. And then I went to the mountains. The funny thing about going to the mountains with them was um because I was like changing the pairs all the time testing them quite vigorously i just didn't put trousers on top of them because it was warm and i you know that, that you get a lot of warmth from the, from the compression and the and the double layer mm. neoprene so um but everyone just kept stopping and asking me about them like people haven't seen new products in our industry for so long that everyone wanted to know about them and i was like i'm trying to do like a secret test here because they're not finally and then and then everyone wants to buy them i'm like no no you can't buy them i'm testing them like we're actually <laughs> putting this through its paces you can't That's buy them awesome. yet. but keep keep watching this space and i'll let you know and um but they they just they drew you so much attention so quickly that you knew it was going to be a success absolutely like in that kind of thing where you're selling them before you're even ready it's like give the give yeah. the lady a five minutes to finish gosh darn it <laughs> um yeah and in in the video in the demo video on the website you and the other gentleman is that your husband in the video or is that someone else no 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 that's that's another guy yeah that's guy he okay. is my uh stepbrother actually oh. kept it in the family oh yeah absolutely you did holy smokes and uh you're definitely going at it in the video with them open you can wear them as outerwear but jeff explained to us they are not waterproof so definitely no um yeah you definitely have to think about that but it doesn't matter like gosh no one even knows you're wearing them that's how well i think they fit personally yeah um yeah. and i think that's a credit to them too like i throw my you know my regular pants on top of them and i don't even know they're there um so that's beautiful too and again the boot cut i'm glad you came up with that somebody came up with that that's fantastic i love it i don't want anything in my boots i don't even really want socks no. in my boots if i can help it but i can't help it do you that's shave your shins tim how, no. how much are you committing to this? Because that, that, that would help you too. <laughs> See, I don't even know that. Is that a thing? Is yeah. that real? Yeah. yeah. How does that Think work? Think about your connection. Think about your connection. Huh. You know, you've got better. <laughs> oh, here we go. Dude, I had, I never thought of that. All right, we're getting now. We're going from the product. The product's awesome. I M B R A C E dot com. Now we're getting into tips. Kemi's going <laughs> excuse me. He's going to teach us how to ski better. Um, I didn't know that was a thing. Is, is that like a pro tip? Is that thing something people do? Yeah, I think so. You know, cyclists do it for aerodynamics, and 
and skiers do it for feeling. I mean, you I could no you could commit to a lot of strange things to be the very fastest version of yourself. You could have a mullet. That is the fastest uh, haircut in the wind tunnel that we tested. Bottom um, line, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I mean, I, I committed a lot to being fast, but that, that was, <laughs> I was like, I, that wasn't something I was prepared to do. I think you should because that's awesome, and I wish I could, but my hair has to stay kind of short these days and I have no choice in that. So, um, all kinds of stuff you can do, man. That is fantastic. I don't know. I may have to try that, get out the razor and shave everything <laughs> down. That might be a lot of fun. Um, stay tuned to the skier X media podcast for that. That's kind of that. That's fun. Great product though. It is awesome that you, you did it. Um, actually they fit tight enough around your shin. That might not even be an issue anymore, but they, they do work great. And obviously you make them work great because you're a pro now, no self-deprecation intended, no joking intended. I don't ski on her level. That's a fact, but it doesn't matter. This isn't a pros only product. This is an Definitely every person's product. Yeah. Yeah. This this is a this is a product for people who want their performance to increase. I kind of I kind of talk about it like a cheat product because straight away in the morning, as an as an athlete, I used to get up and do, and I still do a little bit, half an hour of activation, get your core engaged. You know, people don't have that time in real life. So with this product, with those core core booster straps, you you tighten them up at the first thing in the morning, and you'll feel that tension around your core Absolutely. and your your back and your spine. It will engage in a way that. You've already done that is your activation you know you don't yes. have to spend hours getting up early and already your body is in a, in a safer position for you to then work on your performance and it really helps with that as well you know the the, the power through the itb bands it helps especially mm -hmm. women we have a tendency to have our a-frame but it really pulls your knees over your toes and you get that pendulum motion and it means that you can actually work your inside ski you know when we all learned to ski in the 80s 90s it was all about outside ski outside ski but actually with the parabolic skis now it's not about a one-edge ski it's 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 loading on your oscar-winning outside edge but you need that supporting actor or actress on the inside to make a great turn and and you, you, you need to be able to use them both and so it's the performance side as well that's really important and then obviously for anyone who's had history of injury or is worried about um any knee security that that kind of the tension around the knee and the support really helps it really does and uh again that's that's been my biggest takeaway is the knee like you said that's probably the most on anybody's mind that's their most you know that that's what they're thinking about most granite core is a big issue um or, i mean know, i think for the women's the women's comes up just below your bra line so sure. actually the women's a lot of the women who try it the first thing they say is oh my gosh i feel like i've kind of got that corset of strength on and mm -hmm. um so that the power for women especially because our hips are so imperative to our life especially if we've had kids is mm -hmm. is that power through through that middle and having that control through your turn you know when you come out of the turn and you get that slingshot effect being able to control that with your core so that you're safe and you're connected to the slow snow is, is really important. That is that. And I did take her word for it. If anybody knows how to turn a pair of skis, she knows how to turn a pair of skis <laughs> and obviously the female body. Now, um, when Jeff talked about it, he said you brought in and you, and we did talk about it, being able to add the heat to it. Um, I've done it with the, um, the, the men's pair in the back. It's very cool. Women could do it in the front as well for the various reasons. Um, you've tried that, I assume. How awesome is that? It's so good. I mean, Tim, I think it's really important that we say the word period, by the way. Yeah, no, by um, all I means. Yeah, when, yeah when, we, when we get our period, we do all of our energy goes inside, obviously, because there's a lot going on there. And actually, so to heat and warmth the outside is, it makes you just feel so safe. And it does, does help with the pain management massively. Um, so it's, I mean, it's such a small detail, but has such a big output at certain times when, when we need it. And, and you know what? It's, it's, it's brilliant. Cause you say, as you said, it's a small detail, but it seems to be like, it would be an obvious one to me. Yeah. Like, yeah. cause I mean, I, I don't know about the rest of you, but I've, I've met, I've met a lot of women in my day, um, you know, and they all, 
they all get their period. That's that's humanity. Yeah. That's being human. And the cramps and, that you get and you just want heat. But you want to be able to ski too because you're on your ski holiday that you've spent ages saving for and you can't control those dates. So you're like, right, well, what can I do? I can provide some comfort with warmth. Absolutely. And the thing is, like, that's where I was going is like small detail, but it seems obvious to me yet as I've looked around, it is unique. Like you, you and the embrace team were the only ones so far to figure this out. I yeah, think so I'm pretty weird. sure. It so, is I mean, weird. you can go to the pharmacy and buy those kind of like heat stick on patches. I think sure. I've seen those, but I mean, maybe that was only in Switzerland, but, but you can buy them. But yeah, in terms of having it as a kind of in out, like easy access to, to support, I don't think so. No, you, maybe it's, it's a revolutionary it's you know innovation everyone will be doing it's, it it's the future it really is it's 21st century and even for like i said you know i've i've put heat packs in the back of mine it's the same it's the same idea i mean i'm not trying yeah, to oversell it. yeah i'm not trying to oversell it but it's it is a unique product at which a lot of thought went into, even if it seems obvious, it's still a lot of thought and it helps everyone on every level do a lot mm. of different things. And like I've said it, I take a, I've taken them off and feel like I'm going to fall apart. I don't even want to take them off. I'll sleep in them. <laughs> now let's go into, so Jeff and I did touch on the durability for the design of it. Now, when you put it through its paces, did you stick? Then you said you went from dry to indoor to outdoor, um, which is awesome. Shout out to indoor skiing. I really get a kick out of it. I enjoy it. Um, but did you put it, did you, did you just stop at the recreational end or did you really try it out? Did, like, did you get out on course and really just hammer into these things to make sure they'll not fall apart? Oh my God. When I did my course run the other day, it was like, the first thing I laid out the night before like nice. I just wanted that confidence I knew I was taking risks with what I was doing so I wanted mm -hmm. my body to be in the best shape that it could be and mm -hmm. you know I've had two kids and I'm not as strong as I used to be but I'm still trying to ski this women's world cup piece which was a really challenging piece that day actually we had a huge amount of crashes afterwards and so I knew I was at my comfort zone so I all you can do is what you prepare beforehand and part of my preparation was you know, obviously putting the embrace through the paces in training and then using them for that run. And it was, I mean, there was no chance that I would have not worn them. I and mean, there you go. Yeah. Say so the majority of us are recreational, but if you're going to, if you're going to be out on course, man, put them on. Even if you're just hanging out at like Thursday night race league, it's a lot of fun. Do yourself a favor and put them on. Man. That's <laughs> awesome, man. I, I love it. I can't say enough good things about the product. Um, am I missing anything? Anything else we need to go over? I mean, no, I'm not done, really. I'm not done so. yet, but I want to make sure I'm thorough here because Je Jeff and I talked about it and, you know, I, I, you know, everything to me is interesting. Like, yeah, it's a ski product. Sure. Ski Rex media, but it's a retail product. Tim from retail. That's what I used to do. It's got what some people wouldn't consider technology because we're so used to those components and those materials, but it, they're not put together this way. And like I said, it's a unique product. I've looked around. Even Jeff said there, there's similar things, but they're not. This, again, takes steps above what you normally get. And that's the beauty of having someone like you who knows what they're talking about. Get the get it built and get it done. Yeah, I feel like almost that the calling them leggings is almost derogatory to what they do because they really change the, the control that you have through your core and the power in in your body not just your lower body like it really starts with around the belly button i mean i remember i used to i had my belly button pierced um before my first olympics i had this titanium rod through it and i didn't finish one slalom and i took it out the night before salt lake city um the combined mm -hmm. event and i finished the slalom and i came 14th in that race and i realized that this this metal work and my core was like really inhibiting my my power, like my control of switching on all my apps. And actually there's quite a lot of evidence huh. with that. So actually connecting our lower body to our core for someone who likes snow sports is, is imperative for performance. Yes. You know, they're not two separate things. We talk about separation a lot, but separation is using your upper body to weight your lower body. But this yeah. part, we don't talk about this core enough and the power that that's, it has. That's interesting. I have not even considered that a belly ring could 
throw off your game. Because I mean, I'm quite superstitious as well, but so I probably, you know, went down this conspiracy hole where I found this <laughs> article that said metal work going through your core wasn't helpful. But um, but I mean, I believed it, and I didn't ever put it back in. And I finished a lot I mean, of songs afterwards. <laughs> and there you go. I mean, I would believe it. Like we know uh, it, to think of the human body as a machine. You know, it is. It's a machine. If you take any kind of machine racing, if you have a little piece of something hanging off or built in the wrong way, it's going to throw off the mechanics completely. So I would buy that 100 percent. You know, whoever figured that out, look me up because I buy it. I'm into it. Okay. I, I don't okay. have that. That is my personal opinion on it. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I still buy into it. Um, the only piercing I have is in my ear, and I haven't noticed that affecting my performance, but you never know. Maybe my ears are cold because of it. Who knows? Um, so Embrace.com. Shemi Alcott definitely um, is just a face. We we know if you follow professional um, ski racing, you 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 know who she is from you know back in the day you know when we were all younger and in our twenties and thirties, you know we're all in our forties now, but just which is fine too. That's fine. Um, you, 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 how 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 uh, how into it are you still? Do you still like snow sports and skiing? Did, did it become just a job and you started to hate it for a while? Well, but so I had a day off today and I'm in Nandora and it's fifteen degrees, but I still went out to find snow for skiing for seven hours because it doesn't really matter it's you know I, I love the mountains I love the enjoyment of it I love the expression that you get you know it's not I think I've spent so long in this zone where it was all about racing that now it's really fun to explore creativity and I obviously work with a snowboarder and so his mindset is all about progression and creativity and tricks so it's really fun to kind of slightly try and venture into that world I, I do believe if I'd gone further into the more freestyle stuff when I was younger I'd be a better racer because um, mm. it's just about that all-round talent and I didn't have spatial awareness in the air that I would have if I'd done more jumps um, and it's just finding people that still inspire you to to try new things on the mountain and the other day ed and i switched so he's a snowboarder i'm a skier but for our show we swapped and taught each other and it was one of the yes. most enjoyable things you know seeing the other out their comfort zone and for me to be a beginner on the mountain and to um you know to feel what others feel when they're on their snow sport experience was really important and so fun i mean the progression awesome. you make from learning is is really great it really is that that's actually very cool. Um, I can't relate too much. I've never gotten the hang of a snowboard. I have tried it. I give up. Um, but you need it's a better teacher, Tim. Uh, that's true too. Yeah. 100%. See, here's a tip from me to everybody. Never let your friends teach you. Never let your boyfriend or girlfriend teach you. Never let your husband yeah. or wife teach you. Go but I also, I despise this kind of old school. You're a skier or a snowboarder and you don't like each other. You know, people like, oh, yeah. oh, you're a snow. I'm like, oh, that's so old school. Like, we all love the mountains. We're all expressing ourselves in different ways. It doesn't have to be the same, whether you're a telemarker, whether you're a snowboarder, a skier, you know, even cross-country skiing, whatever you're doing, you're out there enjoying nature. And, and yeah, that's something that really irritates me still yeah. when people say that. No, and I get it 100%. I've said that. You know, I tell people all the time, like, my best friend rides a snowboard. And so when we go out, it's one two planker, one single planker. That's it, you know, and, you know, it doesn't matter. I know snowboarders. I know skiers. I know cross country people in telemark and guys who can ride the mono ski with both feet on one plank. I, I, I can't do that. <laughs> My but, dad does that. Really? I'm oh. always impressed by that. I, there's no way. My technique has never been good enough to do that. Not self-deprecating, not anything. That's a, that's a legit technical, you know, thing. I couldn't do it. That's awesome. It's I saw so one the other good. day. Yeah. Oh, I was fantastic. in a cafe the other day in Italy and they had one on the wall and I was kind nice. of a bit cocky. And I said to the guy, how does that get off the wall and on the mountain? And he's like, never. You want to have a go? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And he goes nice. and gets a ladder and undrills it from the wall. And it's this like two meter purple 
oh gosh awesome. uh, mono ski and the run i had to do it on was like the longest run ever so i pulled i pulled all my the side muscles and my calves but it was very fun i mean it's fun i just think it's fun to get out of your comfort zone on the mountain try something different man that that's all it's about um if yeah. you're into the new you know right now we're uh me and some of uh my media colleagues and friends have been debating the snow bikes um some people oh, say yeah. get them off the, some people say get them off the mountain i say i don't care it doesn't bother me it's about the person who's using it um i ride ski boards you know well under 100 centimeters you know i i you know we all there's different things and there's different levels of fun and you know do what you want i don't care yeah. Just, you know as long as you're not being a jerk i saw a couple of sets of snow blades today you know those big feet those Excellent. tiny things yeah shaking yep. their way down the mountain <laughs> love it love it love it love it i love it i tell people all the time they're great they have a lot of pros they have a lot of cons but then so does every piece of equipment a lot of pros a lot of cons i don't know nothing i wore my embrace leggings with my ski board so there you go tie it back in man so where are you at right now then you're in andorra just hanging out i'm in andorra work. Uh, i'm working we're covering the race this weekend the women's giant slam on saturday um, ah. so yeah and then we've got one more show left next week uh our show we're pre-filming but our show's on crans montana um and then yeah. that's ski sunday finish for this season excellent now is this a is this a world cup race or is this a mm -hmm. local race yeah, world, world cup. cup so yeah. then even though this is going to come out next wednesday so the race will have come and gone now if i'm not mistaken Schifrin's out still hurt and Vilhova's out hurt now too <laughs> what's what's it shaping up to be who's going to be on top then if the two tops are gone yeah and Gogia broke her leg two days ago as well Sophia and she's been skiing really well in um in GS I think the GS is going to be Lara Goot Sarah Hector Alice Robinson and maybe Ragnald Mowinkle there's my Fair enough. one to four all right, so check back, look at the standings, see if she was right. I wouldn't be surprised though. Uh, Laura Goot's ridiculous. She won here at Killington GS. Um, yeah, she was she's number one, great. I think. Or was she number two that day? No, she was number one. Alice Robinson yeah, was she number won. two. Yeah. And Schifrin was number three. That's what it was. Um, have you been? So I, if you're traveling all over the place, this is something I got to ask because I didn't, I didn't get to ask this of the athletes while we were all in Killington. Um, People love that race for a lot of reasons. The women say they love the courses and they love the crowd. They say the crowd is ridiculous. Yeah, um, it's the best women's crowd. Yeah, and that's also Sophie Sophie Goldschmidt, also UK, um, who runs U.S. Ski and Snowboard here. She said there's no crowd like it anywhere on the planet. Um, have you gotten to go? Have, have you been able to go? Um, no, out, I've never no? done Killington. But I went to school at Waterville Valley Academy, which I don't even know if that still exists in New Hampshire. <laughs> yeah. That I was just down there. <laughs> no way. There you go. Shout out to Waterville. Shout out to Tim yeah. Smith, president and CEO. I'm not CEO, general manager of Waterville. I didn't know you would. So, all right, then that's all right. All right. Embrace. Awesome. Great. Now we'll get into it, <laughs> the interview. That's fine. So your career was here in the U.S. at that academy. Uh, how did you end up here? Um, so at my dry ski slope, uh, which was called Sandown Park, is an eight-second slope. It's got a 90-degree dog leg in it. It's got two slalom gates, then a banana, and three. Um, we had a racer called Alex Heath, who was a South African ski racer. Um, but he went to Waterville Valley Academy. And then a lot of our club then uh, followed him over there. I only went for November and December, but I went four years in November and December. Um, sure. And it was amazing. It was a massive like maturity growth for me. I learned how to ski ice. I got frostbite. <laughs> nice, love frostbite. Yeah. I've had a few um, times. But it was, it was an it was a real amazing experience. It was really fun. Nice. Now, now Waterville Valley's kind of out in the middle of nowhere. Now, yeah. where you're from? Are you a, are you a city person or? I, was I that live a in London. Shock? <laughs> okay, so you are a city person. Yeah. <laughs> very good what was that culture shock then i mean i i was very obsessed with being the best ski racer that i could be so i sure. was already fortunate to be traveling the world and i went to new zealand when i was 10 by myself mm -hmm. um so i'd been to some pretty remote places but all i wanted to do was ski race and waterville was incredible because i was living in this house a home safe the andersons big shout out to them um nice 
who I think Pete Anderson is one of the coaches of the US ski team now, um, but he was one of the athletes and we'd all live in the same house. And it was just everyone wanted to be a ski racer. So instead of being this freak from London, I was this just in a group of like-minded young kids who all wanted to push themselves on the mountain and work hard physically. And, and then we had to go to school as well. Yeah. Well, you know, you gotta, <laughs> sometimes you gotta work. Um, yeah. that's awesome, man. I love Waterville. I was just down there for, um, the dual moguls. I didn't make, make moguls day, but dual moguls day. I did, um, a lot of fun, uh, much different than at the Alpine disciplines. Um, but still very interesting, very fun to watch Waterville Valley, man. I nobody can say enough good things about the place. I love the place. I, I love hanging out there. Um, I even got to meet one of the Sununu family while I was down there. So shout out to American politics. Um, I don't think he's a politician, but his brother is governor. So I think it's his brother. Is that how it works? I don't know. There's so many of them. Anyway, that's incredible. I had no idea you were here in the U S and new England. People love new England for Alpine training. You know, Burke mountain Academy has spit yeah, out yeah. world class champions. Um, clearly, uh, <laughs> Waterville Academy spit out some champions too. Like it, that's amazing, man. It, yeah, I, I love that. I love Waterville. Shout out to Waterville, man. I love it. That's great. So you were here for that. Then was it from there? Where did you go? Where did you end up? Um. Well, then I went, but I finished my school in the UK. Um. And then six months after leaving school, I did my first Olympics at Salt Lake. And nice. then I did four Olympics. So the 20 year chunk of my life was chasing the Olympics, trying to be the best that I could be, trying to be healthy. Um, fortunately my injuries happened not on Olympic years so I was very lucky to not miss an Olympics uh, and then I retired okay. 2014 in Sochi and that was it yeah now, and then I went into this life <laughs> now was that a full retirement or was that just chasing Olympics did you still competitive um, like, so like, I, I actually remember there was massive expectations when I finished the uh, downhill at Sochi that I would announce mm -hmm. my retirement in the finish. And I was on such a high. I had such a buzz and the adrenaline was flowing and I had a great run. I was 18th, but I hadn't done much skiing because I'd broken my leg a lot in the last few years beforehand. Um, and I was like, no, I'm going to keep going. And then I kept going. I went to one more World Cup, Crowns Montana, and I crashed again. And I went to see my surgeon who'd operated a lot on my leg. And he said to me, listen, I saw what it meant to make that Sochi Olympics, but you're sacrificing the rest of your life just skiing if you keep mm -hmm. racing because of how patched up your leg is and how many forces you have. So it was kind of nice because I don't think I would ever retired. I loved the sport and I still do. But actually to have someone put things in perspective when you've got a huge amount of metal work running through your leg um, was really helpful. It kind of took the control away. And that was me then retiring. Yep. Oh, very good. So 2014, you've been out for 10 years. You work in, let's see, broadcasting and, you know, not not uncommon for um, pro athletes to go into broadcasting commentary um or coaching or whatever that did you ever get into any of the coaching or any of that stuff yeah i coached okay. lindsey von actually kind of there you go that was, it was one of my first coaching jobs and i julia mancusa is one of my best friends and she asked me to come yeah. to valdezera and help the team um and lindsey won the race and i was like wow this is crazy uh but i have a coaching business with my husband called carpe dm coaching cdc um nice. and we coach every age from eight years old to 88 our, our oldest nice. client is 88 so we do masters racing as well um and it's all school holidays we run a professional program but around the british school system so that people don't have to sacrifice their their social and academic skills um so do a bit of coaching a lot of brand work um as you said broadcasting uh and i do a lot of uh, motivational speaking which is something i'm very lucky to do awesome look at that she stays busy and still stays in the industry do you get to do you get to go recreational a lot or, or are you just so yeah. busy no i love know? it love it all yeah. the time yeah definitely nice. it's so important to realize that the mountains aren't just for work they are definitely for play too Oh, 100 percent like i didn't go into this business to work man i i i got this to play <laughs> and you know meet famous people and whatnot excellent awesome man so much going on and like i said i remember watching you ski back in the day absolutely you know i i've i uh 
I, I was watching these Olympics. These were easy ones for the most part, because um, you have two in North America, so very easy yeah. to watch. And then um, Sochi was kind of a pain beat, but then I was younger then, so I was staying up till all hours of the night, so I could watch it. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the that's the problem with the Olympics. I feel is that you know that streaming hasn't fixed is that you know if you live in one country on one side of the planet and they're having their events on the other yeah. side, you kind of have to try. You you're, you're likely not getting. You the want it live, there. yeah. Yeah, and it's a it's a lot of fun, and um, like I always say though, if you can get to an event, doesn't matter, go live. That Killington thing, a lot of fun. The Waterville World Cup, a lot of fun, and I'm sure you still have a lot of fun too, just watching. And isn't it so? Like they're about to announce that Salt Lake's getting the is it the 2034 Olympics or 2030 or I think there's um, a bid going down. There's some big chats about it. Uh, let's see, Tim, you here. should know this. You should definitely I, should, know this. I barely know my own name half the time. I can't remember <laughs> anything. I have to have your your like Olympic stats up, or I will not remember them. In fact, goodness gracious, as um <laughs> as a as a as someone in the media, I I have to keep a cheat sheet at like the Killington race to say, all right, this is you. This is you because the face may be familiar, but the name and there's so many oh, of these women. That's all right. Everyone does that. I, I do that. And oh. I know all the girls. Don't worry about that. Yeah, oh, my goodness. That's what preparations for. No, here's what I worry about as a media person. Let's see if you can relate to this being in broadcasting. Um, I, I find that. And again, I know this information is important. But I feel like like we're standing there. There's, you know, we're talking mostly to Michaela Schiffer and we're talking mostly to Paula Moulton, um, and that whoever else is on the podium. Okay. Uh all the questions are exactly the same. Like I feel like when Michaela Schiffer won the slalom, she placed first this year at Killington. That's seven that's six out of seven firsts. I feel like to ask her how do you feel is kind of a waste of her time. I don't know. What what do you think about that? I mean, you're just giving them a portal to to chat. Um, my my big tip for you is that athletes. Well, when I when I mentor athletes, I'm like, right. Sometimes journalists and uh, broadcasters don't ask you what you want to answer. Always give them something interesting. Answer what you've prepared and something cool. You don't have to answer the question they're giving. They are trying to, you know, get something out of you that is a story. So. Think about that. Think about the opportunity you have to use your voice to be passionate about something you believe in. Um, so that's something that I'm, uh, you know, you don't have to answer questions. Just say something interesting. Say something different. Man, tell a joke if you want. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like sometimes journalism takes the fun out of it. Like we forget about the fun. Although, and shout out to my boy Rudy who was there. He did ask Paula Moulton what her favorite donut was. That was pretty awesome. That was a lot of fun. Um, I bombed a joke so hard in front of Wendy Holdner. She looked at me like I had three heads. And she didn't get it. So, I, it was, I don't know if she didn't get it, if she didn't really hear it. She's or got a good was, sense of humor too, Tim. So it must have been a bad joke. Oh, dude, it was awful. I bombed so hard. It was hysterical for everybody who was standing there. Like, dude, you just, I was like, I just... You know, someone suggested, well, this, I was like, they, they all speak English. Everybody speaks English nowadays. It's, it's, there's no fun there. And I was like, she heard and, oh, it was awful. Not embarrassing, just awful. I, I embrace my biffs. If I screw up, I screw up. I actually bombed one in front of Schifrin too, but it wasn't as bad. So that's okay. You know, because she, uh, she, uh, she, uh, during. She gets uh, the, it. She's like quirky. She, you know, she's made mistakes too. And I think that well, she would resonate with that, you know, someone not handling that limelight yeah. well. Uh, it, but she's the, very the honest. Tell, the same when I tell the story, though, I still think it's funny that I'm bombing jokes in front of people who people see on TV, and that's all they see them. And here I get to bomb a joke in front of them. That's still kind of awesome. Um, in fact, the Schifrin joke had something to do. She was on the uh, podium doing an interview with. Uh, with Doug Lewis, actually, we know him, and he, uh, she, she let the S word fly, which um, made me laugh because I know that NBC and I don't know about other countries what they have to do, um, but because of our rules during that type of broadcast, you have to, you know, bleep it or whatever you got to do. Yeah. Um, and so I made a joke about that, and it, it, 
it didn't land, which is fine too. I, I thought it was, I thought it was funny. I don't care. Um, you know, and, and, and then we, you know, she, she ended up having to go when we were talking about, Oh, maybe this will be the evil Michaela era. Like when Tiger Woods came back after all his stuff and he had the goatee and stuff, we thought, Oh, she's going to be like hardcore and metal and all black and be fun. Um, which is just stupid. I know it was just me trying to salvage my bomb, but it, it, it's it's a lot of fun in journalism. I don't lie about that, but sometimes I feel like we're a little boring. Man. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I think I think that you always have to kind of show that vulnerability. Actually, you know, saying jokes that don't work in front of them, then they, you know, they can take the Mickey out of you, and you can have a rapport. And that's the most yeah. important thing is is having some kind of special energy between you, where they trust that. They can be themselves because so many of them have so much media training now that you don't often see the real person, but actually yep. the real person is who will be much more relatable to Absolutely. every single person watching at home than the media trained legend yeah. in front of you. Yeah, absolutely. Take your media training. Of course, take it. You're going to need it. <laughs> get, get in the habit of not using swear words where it's inappropriate. And, but beyond that, do say what you want, do what you want. Paul Molson. Yeah, I, I loved Paula Moulton because she, and I was mostly impressed by this. She After she pulled her boots off and put her sneakers on, she put two hands on the media fence and hopped it, which the rest of us were sliding around. So shout out to balance training. But, you know, mm -hmm. she was there. She was giving high fives. She was taking pictures with the kids. And that's my big thing, too. Like, I will never get in the way of the kids. If the kids want to see these people, yeah, that's yeah. the next generation. So I, yeah, I'm yeah. not, I'm backing up. And, I mean, she took somebody's baby. Like, I don't know if it was a friend, family. Maybe it was hers. I don't know. But she took a baby and walked off with it. Absolutely awesome. Love her to death. She's incredible. It's a lot of fun, though. I will say, if you if you're ever interested in a challenge, that could be fun. Get into get into media and journalism. It's it's a lot of fun there. Um, I had something else about that, but I forgot what it was. See, my memory shot doesn't matter. But we're getting close to our hour, and I'm I'm working so hard to keep these under an hour because I keep Shemi on here for another three days, easy talking <laughs> journalism and you know her life and Waterville Valley and all this stuff and but we won't because she's also six <laughs> hours ahead so it's almost dinner time for her so <laughs> anything else uh what do we want to plug embrace we both plug embrace i m b r a c e dot com um for me if you use the code ski rex 10 s-k-i-r-e-x-1-0 you get 10 percent off that's internationally Boom. there you go that's internationally as well so 10 percent off your currency not 10 percent off your dollar or your pound or your euro or whatever you have it's 10 percent off your currency anything you want to put out there no i think that's great i mean i think it's hard to not just make it a sales pitch but it's something that i believed in to the extent that i hounded jeff to make it so i'm very mm -hmm. proud that we've made it and it's making a difference to people already this winter i mean that's great absolutely and, and i agree with it i i don't think i had the the interest on the level that you have because I haven't shown them off and I wasn't in that testing phase, but anybody who has seen them has asked me about it. Like, wait, what is this? And I was like, um, this is awesome. That's what this is. So go get a pair. <laughs> so pick those up. Embrace.com. Ms. Shemi Alcott. Thank you very much. This was awesome. Thank I you. had fun. Thanks thank for you. having me, Tim. 100% stay on the line here while I stop this and I'll come back for my exit. Um, later on, Miss <laughs> Alcott, thank you very much. And there she goes, Chevy Alcott, man, a lot of fun. How much fun was that episode, man? I, I really like that one. She's awesome. We may have to uh, exploit this and get her back on. That was a lot of fun. Uh, again, we were talking mostly about the Embrace Snow Sports leggings and her, you know, her experience with helping develop them, where the ideas came from, how her experience as an Alpine racer went into it, how her experience as a female has gone into it, and how, you know, as we all know, if you want to make a great product, man, research, 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 R&D, research and development. Research is a huge part of development. So you got to get you got to get all the information you can. And she has plenty of information being an ex-Alpine racer, Olympic class. So that was a lot of fun. Again, we were promoting uh, Embrace more than anything. So Embrace.com, I-M-B-R-A-C-E.com, as you heard, link is in the description with the code SKIREX10. Get you 10% off. If you want more information about Miss Alcott, go ahead and look her up. 
C-H-E-M-M-Y space A-L-C-O-T-T. And you'll get all kinds of stuff. I don't think she actually has a website of her own. I looked for it, didn't see it, but she is on social media, so you can check that out as well. I'm sure I tagged her in uh, the, the episode post, right? Also, as I finish up this recording, finish up this recession, get this episode ready for everyone, um, the call that she made, the guess she made for who's going to be top at GS, I believe she said, this weekend hasn't happened yet. It hasn't. You're going to be hearing this after, so take a look at my uh, uh, social media. I'll tell you how close she was, what the actual uh, outcome was. Was Laura Goot number one again, rising? I can't say rising. She's been around a bit, but a GS star. I've seen her ski in person. She's very good. I've seen her take number one on the podium in person. A lot of fun. Check that out. Uh, I'll make sure we we revisit that to see where you know where it landed, right? Right. I am Tim from Ski Rex Media. Thank you once again for joining the Ski Rex Media podcast and listening to the Ski Rex Media podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. You can tell me if you did. Again, skirexmedia.com. You could go there. You can find the email link, the Speedpike voicemail link, anything else. Um, yes, DMs from social media. You can get in touch with me and tell me what you thought of the episode. You can also rate the episode in various places. Various podcast apps allow you to rate the podcast. Um, I've had five-star ratings on Apple Podcasts, so there you go. Uh, so get in touch with me if you have something to say, a criticism, a critique. If you want to send a shout-out through the podcast, whatever it is, I'm always looking for you know fan interaction. And I'll put it here. If you have questions, queries, concerns, criticisms, and a happy anniversary, happy birthday, uh, an obituary. I don't mind going a little dark. Whatever it is, let me know. Tim from Ski Racks Media here. I aim to please and I'm here to serve. Right? Right. Thank you for listening to the Ski Racks Media podcast, my friends. I'm not sure who's going to be on next week. If I'm going to have a guest, if I'm going to go back to solo, I'm not sure yet. We'll see. And I hope you're there for it. Right? Right. Thank you, everyone. Tim from Ski Rex Media and I am about to head out to Whaleback, and I will see you on the next one, and I'll see you out there, man. It's February. Season's going to be over soon, the outside season here in the Northern Hemisphere. You know, we got February, March, April, maybe part of May. We'll see how it turns out. So let's all get out there, and I'll see you out there. Later. Later.